Welcome to the show, everyone. It is your host, Brandon Hegel, alongside Connor Moffitt with your Mountville Fantasy Football League podcast. Let's get right after it today, Connor. All right, three down, ten to go. Week three is in the books here in the Mountville Fantasy Football League. Happy October 1st. It's spooky season. Let's get after it today. Let's have a good episode here, Brandon. Yep, let's get right into it with the week three results. All right, in week three, the Bandits faced off against the Red Roses in the only crossover battle. This game was the closest game of the week, 115 to 107, came down to Monday night, and the Red Roses squeaked that one out there. Um, TV remote falls to the Land Sharks, 120 to 102. Uh, Playboys beats Wentzylvania, 153 to 125. Moosen smokes the previous undefeated Money Longer, 139 to 92, getting their first win of the season. And the Chosen Ones fall for the first time to Seastroke, who puts up the league high in Week 3, 170 points to the Chosen Ones, 123. So what sticks out to you here, Brandon? We're going to go through every matchup, but what, what do you think the biggest storyline here in Week 3 is? Uh, I would definitely say Seastroke and the Chosen Ones. I mean, I called it last week. I said in our last podcast, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Seastroke pulls away with the win and they took it. They the chosen ones, really. I mean, 123 points isn't bad, but C Strike 170. Wow, can't beat that really. Yeah, 170 stellar performance from C Strike. Really, their first great performance of the season. What they've been looking for after the rough start, 0-1. Oh, now they're two and one, sitting pretty now, knocking off the chosen ones who've looked unbelievable through the first two weeks. Finally, get their first loss, go to two and one, but not too bad. 123. I think the chosen ones are still in a really good place here. Yeah, I think they are too. I mean, I think they're sitting. Uh, second in the South right now, only behind an undefeated Red Roses. And, I mean, they're playing solid. Tough week there. But, I mean, we'll see how they bounce back in week four. Yeah, so not too much concern there. I think it's a good sign for C-Strike. They started three running backs, actually, this week, which is which we thought their running back position would be their, their weakness this year, which has got to be a great sign for them, starting three running backs over their star wide receivers. So, that's good news for the C-Strike. Um, the other game, the crossover game, we thought was probably the best, the second best game of the week, if not the best. The Bandits and Red Roses was one of the more low-scoring battles, only 115 to 107. Uh, not the point totals that either of these teams were looking at. So as the Bandits owner, personally, I really ticked off about this one again. 0-3, not the start I envisioned for the Bandits. Um, 107 points were really disappointed. Travis Kelsey couldn't. Couldn't win it for us at the end, but couldn't expect too much. The only reason why it was any close was because Alvin Kamara is an absolute freak. So falling to 0-3, not what we like to see. Obviously, let's hear from your point of view as the Red Roses owner. Yeah, as the owner of the Red Roses, I mean, we're very, I should say, happy with the win. Uh, I mean, we squeaked it out, but we were up 108-47, to I believe, going into Sunday night. And I was up 61. I was thinking, like, yeah, I mean, the game's over. But Alvin Kamara, I mean, he went off. And Demario Davis had a good game as well. And I was getting a little nervous there. Up 14 going into Monday night. He still had Kelsey and I had Patrick Queen. But we pulled it out. That's all we can ask for. Yeah, so low-scoring battle, but a win's a win for the Red Roses there. Bandits 0-3, not the start they wanted. Um, Land Sharks, TV remote, defending champs, Land Sharks. Moved to two and one, uh, another solid start there. TV remote, hundred and two points, not very good. They're starting to fall back down to earth again uh, after that week one win. They lost two in a row. Yeah, I mean, 
like I said last time, we kind of expected that from TV remote. Um, I mean, they, their team isn't awful, but, like, it's not up to par with all the other teams in the league, really. So, I mean, you expect them to lose games, especially to a Land Sharks team. Yeah, no surprise there. Um, here's a surprise, though, to a lot of us. The Playboys, second week in a row, they put up serious numbers, 153 points, beating a Pennsylvania squad that puts up a season-high 125. Playboys looking really good. Josh Allen leading the way. This is two really high-scoring weeks in a row after putting up 180. They moved to 2-1 and one on the year, I believe, sitting first in the north. Yeah, they've been playing really well. Uh, they're kind of looking like the Chosen Ones did, kind of unbeatable at this point the past two weeks. Uh, first week, obviously, they lost, but they've bounced back. they put up over 150 each week, so we'll have to see if they can keep that up. If they can, I mean, they're a tough team to beat. And At the beginning of the podcast, when we first started, I said, Playboys are a team that are, a lot of people are sleeping on, and, I mean, they're proving everyone wrong so far. Yeah, that was one of those value picks we gave you guys. They were actually the second-worst odds to win the Super Bowl. So I'm sure we got to get some of those out again soon. But right now, that sleeper pick with great value, looking pretty good, 2-1 and one, uh, Playboys. Pennsylvania falls to 0-3, them, and the Bandits are the only uh, winless teams so far. Pennsylvania put up 125 this week. They're a little bit better, but what do you see out of them? Is there what's going on with them? 0-3, obviously we know the Bandits has some injuries and they're not getting the start that they wanted, but Pennsylvania, is this more expected or what's going on with them? Um, I mean, they have talent. It's just, I mean, they're kind of in a position. I'm Well, I, the North is not as talented as the South. So, like, yeah, he's 0-3, but they still can make the playoffs because two of the teams are two and one, one team's one and two, and then two, oh, and three. So I wouldn't, if I were Pennsylvania, I would not get too uh, disappointed. I mean, like I said, they have talent. It's just Joe Mixon's been playing bad, and uh, he started Joshua Kelly last week, which uh, wasn't the best of moves, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't get too discouraged if I was Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's not too much you can do this week. 153 points out of your opponent. Um, so that's you can't be beating himself over that one. I'd be more concerned with the first two weeks where they weren't putting up that many points. But like you said, 0-3 in the north is not as bad as 0-3 in the south by any means. So moving to the south, the upset of the week, Moosin takes down Money Longer. Uh, Moosin were 0-2, Money Longer were 2-0. So big upset here, and this wasn't wasn't even close. One hundred thirty nine to ninety two. What happened to Money Longer? Yeah, I mean they kind of. They're. I'm not exactly sure. They just didn't have guys that stepped up really. I mean, uh, Zeke Elliott. He was he was pretty good. I'd say was probably their leading scorer. I would think maybe other than quarterback. Oh no! Well, they started Gardner Minshew. Yeah. That's what started it off bad. He. I think he scored six points for Money Longer. So, I mean, that's not what you want out of a quarterback. I'm sure they won't be starting him ever again this season. <laughs> yeah, so Money Longer, this has been a trend, though. I mean, he's, he comes out hot as one of the – well, he was a league favorite there uh, for Money Longer. And then just a dud here, putting up 92 points, which was the league low, which is not what you expect out of the favorite 2-0 team. So that was surprising. Um, yeah, just not much production at all. His wide receivers – um, Odell not pr- not producing like he wanted him to. 
Uh, Zeke had an okay week, but yeah, nothing really standing out very much. So that's got to be a little bit concerning for money longer. Um, but we've seen that before. Hopefully it's just a one-week thing for him, and he can bounce back next week. But Moosin, got to feel good getting their first win, especially down south. Like we said, you can't fall behind because that's a very competitive uh, conference. So that's a big win, huge win for Moosin, putting up 140 points. That's what that's what they expected, I think. So what what went well finally for the Moosin? Um, definitely the running back play. I mean, Dalvin Cook with twenty five, Gurley fifteen, and James Conner twenty three. I mean, that's very good. And then uh, Stephon Diggs at twelve, and Lazard at twenty three. And I mean, it's kind of uh, you wouldn't expect Alan Lazard to really be starting in fantasy football, but I mean, he's been playing well lately, so. He stepped up for him last week. Yeah, so that's got to be good news. I've uh, got to be happy with that uh, if you're the Moosin. So uh, then the Chosen Ones and C-Strike, did we go over that one yet? Or uh, I think we did, yeah. Uh, we I did. think All we right. went over that first. All right, yeah. So those are the results in week three. Uh, before we preview week four, let's talk about the standing so far. So now we are through three weeks. In the Malfo Fantasy Football League, let's take a look at the North Conference so far. The Playboys sit atop at two and one. The Land Sharks tied also two and one. Uh, the points for there, uh, pretty pretty big lead there for the Playboys with around eighty more total points. In third place in the last playoff spot as of right now, obviously just three weeks in, is TV Remote, and then the Bandits in Pennsylvania both winless at zero and three. Pennsylvania uh, sits in fifth because of the points for, but. Looking at this North Conference, what really, what do you th- what do you got to say about this one? What surprises you? What's ex- what are you expecting for the rest of the year? What do you got to say about this? Uh, well, seeing that Playboys is eighty points ahead of uh, Land Sharks, there. I mean, Playboys, like I said, they've been playing very well lately. And other than that, I mean, the Bandits with three hundred fifty eight, oh and three. I mean, they're six off of the Land Sharks there. And the Land Sharks are two and one, and the Bandits are zero and three, and then the Red Roses. Obviously, they only have three hundred sixty-seven, which is nine more than the Bandits, and they're three and zero. So, I mean, sometimes teams can get a little lucky with uh, other teams not scoring as much, and then they score a little less but win still. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just uh, depends on how the cookie crumbles that week. Yeah, so it could be a little deceiving, you know. Um, Obviously, I think a big surprise here is the Playboys off to such a really good start, leading the North, and by a decent margin. As we know, points four can be huge. That's a lot of the time what it comes down to. I mean, last year in the South, especially, um, money longer going eight and five, not making the playoffs because of the points four. That's the, that's the number one tiebreaker. So that's always very interesting and important to keep up on who's uh, winning the tiebreaker in the points four because that's kind of like another win there because if it's a tie, you get the edge. So... Big, big start for the Playboys. Um, Landsharks, 2-1, expecting good play out of them this year like they've done. TV remote, playoff position, a little bit surprising. I think the Bandits have to be the surprise team up north, though, 0-3. Um, not a great start at all. So down south, um, Red Roses, only undefeated team left, 3-0. and The Chosen Ones, C-Strike, and Money Longer all followed at 2-1. and And then in fifth place, at one and two is the Moosin. Um, in this conference, the two and one chosen ones uh, lead lead the conference in points four by a decent margin. And 
the crazy thing about this is we just talked about sometimes it's really luck luck based. The Red Roses in the South are the fourth highest scoring team out of five so far, but they're the only undefeated team that's at the top the the first place rankings. That is crazy. And Moosin is only four behind them. So Red Roses towards the very bottom of the South in points four, but three and zero. Is that just luck or what's going on there? It's got to be luck, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it is luck based there. But I mean, if as the Red Roses owner, I mean, it's a little concerning because if you lose a couple games, you're already a, a lot of points down on the chosen ones and decent bid on C Strike and Money Longer. So I think that could be a concern for them because only three teams make it from the South. And if they get start losing some games, they could be in that position, that fourth-place position in the South and not make the playoffs. Yeah, so that's interesting. We give you guys some comparisons there with the 0-3 Bandits to the 3-0 and Red Roses. Um, only a 9-point or 10-point uh, differential there, so that's crazy. Yeah, and the Red Roses, against they've played against what Pennsylvania, Bandits, and C-Strike, the three teams they've played so far have only combined for 293 points. And I know uh, there's not really defense, but it almost makes it seem like that because, like, you see the Red Roses on your schedule. It's almost like your guys get scared to play them. That's why they're laying eggs. Well, not that. I don't think that's what's going on there. I know you want to think that, but um, an interesting thing to look at here as well, the highest points against – well, the the high the – the lowest points against by far is the Red Roses with only 293 points against them. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Moosin with the most points against them at 431. So that's got to be a good sign, I think, for the Moosin as one and two, but it's not, they're, they're not playing well. It's the opponents are going off against them. Also, the next two there are the two, uh, the two 0 and 3 teams, Bandits and Pennsylvania, points against 405 and 403. So. What it comes down to is, yeah, a lot of luck there, but those are taking some more look at the numbers there. So, so far, what we expected, the North, a lot weaker than the South, a, a crazy amount, two 0-3 teams in the North, um, three 2-1 teams in the South. So talk about how much more difficult in the South it is than the North and how much more important it is to not fall behind. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, the South is very competitive, and in the North, the two 0-3 teams, they're only one game out of a playoff spot. Like 0-3 in the South, you would be two back already through three weeks. So that's kind of what is crazy, how lopsided the divisions are. But, I mean, we'll see if in years down the road, if the North can build up their strength and can become better than the South, who knows? Yeah, kind of switched. So the first year of the Dynasty format, the North was the superior conference in records and points four. But now last year and clearly this year, the South has been a lot better. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to think. So in the North, the Bandits and Pennsylvania 0-3, but that really means nothing. They're, they're two games back of first place and one of a playoff spot. So that just shows that even if like the Bandits and Pennsylvania – uh, TV remote. Those guys are going around like five and eight on the season. That could even get you in the playoffs, as it did last year for the champs. So it's it's crazy to think about. And in the South, even going like seven and six, eight and five might not be enough. So really, 
really crazy to see the disparity between the North and the South. Yeah, it is. All right, now we'll go ahead and look at the previews of week four. So we got Land Sharks and Bandits, uh, the two favorites in the North coming into the season, but obviously the Bandits are now 0-3. But, I mean, I think that should still be a pretty good game there. Yeah, I think this is one of those big games, as you're talking about, um, the two favorites in the North coming into the year. I still think they've got to be considered two of the three favorites Playboy is trying to uh, get into that argument. I think they are worthy of that uh, talk now. But, yeah, Landsharks, Bandits, huge game in the north. Bandits still trying to get that first win. Landsharks trying to stay tied atop the standings. Um, should be a good one there. Wensylvania versus C-Strike is the other game. This is a crossover battle, the only crossover of the week. Um, uh, Wensylvania going for that first win. C-Strike's hot, hottest team as of late, won two in a row. Um, that should be a good one. I think I think C Strike should have the edge there, um, especially with the way they're playing uh, as of late. Yeah. Now we got a uh, Playboys and TV remote uh, North battle there. Uh, Playboys, I would expect to win that one. Yeah. Let's see if TV remote can bounce back. They've had a rough two weeks after starting one and zero, but right now they're clinging on to that that third seed in the north in the north, the playoff team. So let's see if they can hold on to that uh, for another week. Uh, Moosin versus Rev Roses in the South. Um, Moosin coming off their first win. Rev Roses, the only undefeated team, but like we said, one loss there could just shoot you down uh, to third or fourth place. That's how crazy that is um, and scary if you are the Rev Roses. And then the last matchup, the other South battle, we have Money Longer versus Chosen Ones, which I think is game of the week if I had to put on, if I had to say one. Um, Projected spread of only 0.6. Supposed to be a, t- a close one there. Two 2-1 two teams, two of the uh, biggest contenders to win the Super Bowl this year. Should be a great matchup. Yeah, uh, that one I would agree is definitely the biggest one of the week. Um, so do you want to get into some predictions? Yeah, let's week? go through get some predictions see how we do. All right, so Land Sharks and Bandits. Uh, I'm going to go with the Land Sharks here. Uh, Pennsylvania Sea Strike. I'm gonna go with Sea Strike, putting them at uh, three and one. Uh, Playboys TV remote. Gonna go with Playboys. They've been hot. Uh, Moose and Red Roses. With without Derrick Henry, and now they're gonna be starting Ronald Jones. Honestly, I think the Moose and will win that one. Unless the only way I don't see them winning is if uh, a Vikings player test positive for COVID or something, and then they have to cancel that game because then Moosin would be without Deshaun Watson, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, and at then and he's already without Tannehill too, so he wouldn't have a backup quarterback. Yeah. He'd have to pick one up frantically. Yeah, that's something to think about there for the Moosin for sure. So if it all depends, but I'm going to go with Moosin and then Money Longer, Chosen Ones, uh, I'm going to go with Money Longer. I think they'll uh, bounce back from last week's uh, subpar performance. All right, even without McCaffrey. Yeah. So, uh, who'd you pick in the Landsharks-Bandits? Landsharks. All right, so Landsharks-Bandits matchup. Um, I think the Bandits get this one. I think the Bandits, I think we're going to get our first win playing our one of our rivals up north, um, defending champs. I think we're going to get off the schneid there and win our first matchup against the Landsharks in a tough Tough, close game. Uh, Pennsylvania, C-Strike. I think C-Strike wins that one. I think Pennsylvania falls to 0-4. Um, 
Yeah, I think that one's not too close either. Playboys TV remote. I think the Playboys win this one in a close game. TV remote plays a little bit better than they have been, but I think the Playboys win that one. Uh, Moosin versus the Red Roses. I think this one as well could be very close. I think it does depend on what you're talking about here with the, the whole COVID situation. Um, I, I think, well, it depends on are the wide receivers for Red Roses playing or not. What's the deal with um, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones? Uh, the word is that Adams and Julio, they both practice today limited, but they play Monday night against each other. Okay, yeah. So I would imagine that they both will play. Okay, yeah. Well, well hearing that, I think it's going to be very close. Um, I think Moosin's going to have a shot, but I think on Monday night, Red Roses will win with those two wide receivers. I think they'll win it on Moosin Monday. does have Todd Gurley and uh, Alan Lazard Monday okay, night. Okay, well, nice, yeah, nice Monday night matchup. So probably coming down to Monday night there. And then the matchup of the week, Money Longer versus the Chosen Ones. I think the Chosen Ones get them. I think the Money, Lo- Money Longer loses two in a row. The Chosen Ones bounce back. I think just because Money Longer without Christian McCaffrey, obviously one of the probably the best fantasy player in the league. Um, that's going to be a tough, tough hit there and hard to overcome against the Chosen Ones, who even last week with their first loss put up 123. So they're, they're looking really good there. Um, so that's what, that's what I see happening there. All right. Well, I think that does it for today, Connor. Yeah. So next time, exciting episode, we're going to get the, the latest Vegas odds back. We, we, we'll, we'll revisit those. Um, so it'll be four weeks. We'll check out. How it shifted. I'm expecting some some major shifts in the odds, um, in the odds for the Super Bowl. So we'll check those out and we'll go over the recap of week four in that episode. All right. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you guys. Hopefully we can keep the season going amidst all the all the COVID stuff. But thanks for tuning in.